welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, Coordinator of Media. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at smith at epiok.org. Hi, folks. No real announcements this week. This episode features two Native American Episcopalians from Oklahoma. Dr. Blue Clark is a professor of law and a historian of Native American law in the United States and a member of the Creek tribe. And Mr. Buzz McDonald is a member of the Cato tribe. And his sister is the Reverend Dr. Canon Carol Hampton, longtime priest of St. Paul's Cathedral. Both men are very active in the Episcopal Church's relationship with the Native American tribes in Oklahoma and are members of St. Paul's Cathedral in downtown Oklahoma City. Both men bring a wealth of knowledge and history of their Native roots and experience in the Church. We chat about the two upcoming events the Diocese puts on annually to celebrate the ministry of David Pendleton Okerhater, the first Native American deacon in the Episcopal Church, and to celebrate the church's relationship with the native peoples in Oklahoma. The famous artist Harvey Pratt will kick off the events by preaching at the cathedral on September 1st at both services, and there will be a forum in between where you can ask him questions. And on September 14th, there will be the 33rd annual Okerhater Honor Dance in Watonga at the Whirlwind Mission. These are two very special events going on in our diocese, and we hope to see you all there. So let's get into today's episode. Here is Blue and Buzz. So why don't we start with... Y'all's names, where you're from, and what tribe you're affiliated with. I'm Buzz McDonald. I'm from Oklahoma City and a member of St. Paul's, and uh, I'm Caddo Indian. And uh, I'm pleased to be here today to talk about our upcoming uh, Ochre Hater Sunday celebration. Thank you. And I'm Blue Clark, also from Oklahoma City, also a member of St. Paul's Cathedral, and I'm enrolled in Muskogee Creek. And I eagerly anticipate uh, the events leading up to the honor dance. Excellent. So, y'all want to share a little bit of how long you've been in the Episcopal Church and your involvement in your respective tribes? Oh, well, I'll let you lead the way on that. Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Many years. And uh, my late mother, Lois Clark, preceded me in national activities dealing with Indians within the Episcopal Church. And upon her passing, I filled in briefly for her, and I continued to serve on the 
diocesan council on Indian ministry. I too am a member of OCIM, the Council for Indian Ministry. And as chairperson, I came into that role uh, primarily at the insistence of my sister, uh, the retired Reverend Canon Carol Hampton. Um, and I guess my involvement with St. Paul's goes back to, uh, oh, maybe the uh, 2005, 2006 uh, time frame. Uh, and I've been a member of the vestry. And uh, more deeply I get involved with St. Paul's, the more I learn, the more I like it. So it's been a great time, and we're preparing to celebrate what I think is going to be an outstanding uh, Ochre Hater Sunday uh, celebration. Uh, and hopefully that when you see this, you'll, you'll want to come and be part of the crowd that gets to hear uh, a gentleman by the name of Harvey Pratt uh, preach, who is a, a member of the uh, Cheyenne Council of 44 Peace Chiefs and a uh, noted forensic artist and, and artist. Uh, talk about, about being Cheyenne and, and what Ochre Hater means to all of us. So. And uh, Harvey Pratt, is also, who has come to the cathedral uh, previously in years past, uh, is the winner of the honor to prepare the Native American National Memorial for veterans, Native veterans, on the mall in Washington, D.C. And uh, we anticipate, Buzz and I assume, that uh, he will talk at the 1010 hour about that award-winning design, how it came to him in a vision, uh, how it was developed, and uh, what he hopes to accomplish with it. Uh, if when I read about it, you know, he uh, realized that there's a circle to life, and the trees are round, teepees are round, and his memorial is a, is a round item that uh, I think it's 14 feet high and has a a circle above a stone drum and then an area uh, of seating around it that's also around and, and uh, the circle means a lot to Native American tribes and when we meet in groups we normally will sit in a circle rather than in, in rows. Uh, so but Harvey is just a really really interesting person and, and uh, you should google up uh, some of the things that he's done. If you just google him up and then and then inquire about uh, somebody called Sandman. It'll be intriguing reading that you, I won't spoil it for you, so I suggest that you do that. Yeah, I Googled him and got, he has a great website with all of his mm -hmm. yes. artwork you can purchase and yes. all of his, yes. his whole resume. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. just impressive. He was, a, he was a Marine yes. in the US, so obviously. Yeah. Um, but can you say more about the, the peace chief thing that we were talking about at lunch? I think that might be interesting. I'm going to let Blue talk okay. about that. Yeah. Uh, peace chiefs guide the spirituality and spiritual development of Cheyenne uh, youth, Cheyenne elders, uh, members of the tribe, their family members. Peace chiefs uh, are separate from the tribal governing structure and uh, carry on traditional ceremonial approaches to living, to life, to service, uh, worshiping the creative force of the universe and paying honor to it. Uh, and there are annual uh, 
ceremonies uh, that precede their gathering called the Sundance, the Life Generator Lodge. And Harvey Pratt is one of those peace chiefs uh, who participate in that. And his art, while not revealing any secrets, uh, certainly represents uh, a ceremonial approach to life. Mm. And we eagerly, Buzz and I, anticipate him sharing some of those insights when he comes to the cathedral. Mm. You, you mentioned that he was a Marine, and, and when he was in the Marine Corps, uh, he kept, um, I'll let him tell that, I'm not sure what it was, but it was his medicine that kept him safe. You had with him in his entire Marine Corps, and uh, whenever he was doing his forensic artic, uh, artist uh, drawings of what a deceased person might have looked like, or or, or maybe a uh, someone they're hunting a, a suspect, uh, he would often invoke tribal medicine to mm -hmm. help him do that, and uh, and. That's an interesting story as well, and that's why I think it's going to be absolutely the best forum that we've ever had at 1010 when, when he can talk about anything and everything Indian. So I'm sure the questions will just go. We may have to cancel the allowed podcast. <laughs> just keep talking. Go. Yeah. So I mean, he really is one of the most interesting people that Blue and I have ever met. So. Yeah. He seems like an incredible rich history just living in his body yeah, and his art much. and his work. Mm -hmm. He retired, oh, maybe it's been a year ago now, from the OSBI. Mm -hmm. uh, and anybody and everybody that was in law enforcement in Oklahoma, I think, was there. Wow. Uh, made me a little nervous to be around in many offices. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this, so this Ochre Hater Sunday, is that something you would do every year? in preparation for the honor dance? Yes, when, when Ogre Hater was added to the calendar of, of uh, how do we say it? These holy person. Holy people. Um, his feast day is the first Sunday uh, in September. And so it's a, it's an annual occurrence and we'll start with the, with the Caddo drum processing uh, members of my tribe. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then we'll open with a, with a prayer called the prayer of the four directions. Mm -hmm. And uh, and instead of incense, we'll be burning uh, sweet grass this time. So, nice. Uh, how did, share with us the, the history of how he became one of the saints on the calendar or revered as a holy okay. person in our church? Mm -hmm. uh, he had been a uh, leader. He had been a war leader, a warrior and was widely respected, widely regarded, positively, by his fellow troops, warriors, and by his tribal members. And in the aftermath of the so-called Red River War in the mid-1870s, he was shipped with other male and uh, two or three females uh, by rail car, by cattle car, in uh, the males were in chains, to the east, uh, and they ended up in the Spanish uh, prison in St. Augustine, Castillo de San Marcos. Uh, for about a week, we're chained to the walls, but then the commander realized they're not 
going anyplace. <laughs> so, and they're not going to swim back to the Great Plains. So he released them within the prison. Uh, they uh, were given guard uniforms uh, to select their own guards. And the prisoners knew making medicine. And they selected him as the head of the guards to follow his uh, decisions or orders. And life went on. They're still prisoners. And over time, uh, the Anglo members of the St. Augustine city community uh, came and requested that they put, be put to construction and house repair service labor within the city. And they were paid a few pennies, just a very modest sum. They could then thereby uh, in the community coming back to the prison each evening buy something of some kind that they wanted. They could support themselves, so to speak. And then uh, they became noted. Uh, lots of Eastern uh, leaders and their families wintered in uh, St. Augustine in Florida. Many still do in the United States. And they visited the prisoners with the permission of the command commandant. And among those were children of families and the prisoners, some of the prisoners would uh, practice their English and they would have archery and uh, those sorts of things for youth and then adults. And in the case of a senator from Ohio, he and his wife and daughters became good friends with uh, making medicine. And once they were released in 1878 to return home, uh, they sponsored this Ohio senator's family, sponsored the expenses of making medicine to go on with uh, theological training. Uh, and he ended up in New York State. Ultimately, uh, he, it was quickly determined he could not stay with the uh, Burnham deacon, a female deacon, who lived in a large house by herself. So they moved him uh, to Reverend Wicks's home, large home, lots of children, a big house. And uh, he studied successfully to be a deacon. And I'm sure his uh, written correspondence uh, with uh, Miss Burnham, Deacon, Deaconess Burnham, uh, details his experiences at the Wicks's home undergoing his training uh, and the deep thoughts that he had theologically about his own life, what course he was going to take in the future. And there are some charming incidents in his correspondence. He is, uh, he does not say, but you have to assume that the children of the young children at the block flocked to him because here's an Indian. He was dark mm -hmm. uh, and he had made bows and arrows for himself, uh, sinew and the branches of the trees, bird feathers. And he would go out in the front yard and as a warrior, a hunter, he'd shoot birds out of the trees. I suspect the children of the neighborhood flocked around and said, hey, mister, what are you doing? But one of his letters says clearly that uh, he was struck one day 
and he looked up. And then he stopped shooting a bird. And he sat down in the shade and he thought about this. And he came to a determination that uh, Jesus Christ did not want him to kill again. So he gave to Deaconess Burnham his arrows, bows, mm. had two of them, as I recall, two bows, lots of arrows. And he stopped. He became a, shall we call it a peace chief at that point. Uh, there are many other stories from his correspondence. Then once his training ended, and he was uh, uh, ordained a deacon, then he came back to Western Oklahoma to his own people, but also to other Western tri uh, tribes in Western Oklahoma, and served not quite a half century uh, into the 1930s before he passed away. Um, you can get into an argument as to how much help he had, but largely he was most of the time on his own ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, his correspondence stops because he gets busy, busy, busy. Right. When did he get his new name, David Pendleton? Oh, uh, he took, uh, prior to his ordination, he took uh, English names to simplify. Uh, I cannot even pronounce what his Cheyenne name, making medicine was. That's a very rough English translation. Mm -hmm. One who makes medicine in the life generator lodge is actually what it is. Mm -hmm. So he took David from uh, the Bible, whom he had studied, and he took Pendleton for Senator George Pendleton of Ohio, of the U.S. Senate, who had sponsored and paid for his theological training. Uh, and uh, he referred to himself, as the family did thereafter, as David Pennant. Mm -hmm. And then, as a result of his ministry uh, and his fame within Indian country, joining other American Indian ministers in the Episcopal, National Episcopal Church, historically, in 1985, he was made a saint or a holy person within the National Episcopal Church. And mm -hmm. that brings us back to Buzz's comments about Ocarator Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's the reason we're celebrating him and other indigenous ministers. Right. How about the word Ocarator? Uh, I'm not even, uh, 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 we can ask uh, Harvey Pratt to pronounce it in uh, Cheyenne. Okay. Uh, it, it is the Cheyenne pronunciation of one who makes medicine. Okay, okay, gotcha. So how about the honor dance? Let's get into that. What is that all about? Uh, this will be the 33rd really? consecutive year for, that's for the a, honor that's dance. That's so a cool. shocker. Yeah, wow. it is. And uh, uh, this, this is going to be a celebration on, on September 14th uh, at Church of the Holy Trinity in Watonga, which uh, is a um, mission church, I guess, that we have in, in the Episcopal Church that um, has a dance ground. And weather permitting, it'll be outside. If not, we'll move it to the Watonga uh, community center building that they have where we've had it on several occasions. Uh, it's it's a great 
dance that starts off with round dancing, uh, gore dancing at usually about two o'clock, and then there's a meal that the church will serve to anybody and everybody. And the grand entry is scheduled for roughly seven o'clock that evening, and it'll it'll be a dance schedule that uh, often lasts into the wee hours of the morning. Uh, be fancy dancing, grass dancing, uh, several specials that families can request in which they may want to make a presentation. Uh, usually there's uh, about 10 or so people who are singers and will will sit around the drum and, and uh, sing the dances. Uh, there will be an honored veteran that they always will recognize, just like Harvey is a Marine. Uh, there, there will be uh, a, a veteran that is selected, and the colors will be presented. Native Americans have a really envious record of, of military uh, involvement in the U.S. Uh, just an illustrious career and even Medal of Honor winner. So uh, it'll be a grand time. If you haven't been to a dance, you need to come and see this. And, and uh, I don't dance that well myself, but blue's pretty good. <laughs> Bishop does Eucharist too, right? Mm -hmm. Bishop Ed is frequently does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, ma'am. Yeah, he's he has supported this very well, and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, this I guess will be his last one. But uh, mm -hmm. but he's he's done a grand job of supporting OCIM and in Indian ministry. Wonderful. Bishop Curry attended uh, maybe yeah. what three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. The presiding bishop has participated mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are there different tribes that come, or is it just one tribe that's involved? Yeah, yeah uh, uh, heavily uh, Cheyenne and Arapaho because we're in their territory, okay. uh, and the mission uh, is located. Uh, inside their former boundaries, mm -hmm. uh, but it attracts uh, Indian Indians from all different tribes, cultural backgrounds, uh, family members, mm -hmm. uh, gawkers, uh, tourists, uh, uh, in the past busloads of different Episcopalians have mm -hmm. come and, and uh, viewed it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's wide open to anyone who is uh, spiritually inclined. So it's not just, I mean, what I think is cool about it is there seems to be an intertwining of the Christian faith tradition stuff, like yes. the Eucharist. Yes. And then there's the native dance and the native yes. spirituality that's kind of blended in there. This, um, this is the very, I don't want, it's easy to get into an argument, but I'm told that this was the very first uh, Indian powwow that involved a direct Christian Eucharist, mm -hmm. uh, and it's still carried on. Mm -hmm. That's inside the church uh, at the altar, uh, and anyone is welcome uh, to come and participate who's been baptized. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the dancing takes up uh, after dinner is served. Mm -hmm. So it has a, a lengthy history. Yeah, to it. it's so beautiful. But in response to asking about tribes, you know, Pat Gonzalez is the deacon in charge of Kiowa. Okay. We've had the Comanche Red Ponies come up and be part of the celebration before. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. Pawnee 
been there in Osage, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, I'm Caddo. Been some Caddo involvement. So, yeah, it's, it's open. It's an open tribal mm-hmm. type of gathering. Uh, the more the merrier. As I would reinforce that by saying that the Caddo Singers on September 1 at the Ochre Hater Sunday celebration at the cathedral, uh, we have seen those uh, young men who sing with their families grow up. <laughs> they were youngsters when it first began, mm-hmm. but now they are bringing their own youngsters uh, as they carry the drum in and sing uh, mm-hmm. as the procession oh, enters. Anything else? I was, I was struck as you all were talking about earlier about how you talked about ceremony mm-hmm. and the role of ceremony mm-hmm. um, in Native culture and talking about how to be proud of ceremony mm-hmm. and how we talk about ceremony in our Episcopal tradition as a sacrament in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, and that connection between sacrament mm-hmm. and, and ceremony um, and that very much the uh, the honor dance in a lot of ways and an Hater Sunday were blending Two things that have different words but are very similar. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both take lots of effort behind the scenes to bring about. Yeah, we'll open the the uh, Sunday ceremony, the Yokerheader Sunday, with the prayer to the four directions and, mm-hmm. and the, what the sort of symbol. You know, we'll start with the east, and then I think it goes southwest, and then north, and then the circle will be completed again. The circle. for joining us y'all be sure to sign up for the diocesan newsletter at our website epiok.org newsletter and follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the episcopal diocese of oklahoma see y'all next week and peace be with you